This is Dean Blandino, NFL Rules Analyst, and you're listening to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. Welcome, kings and queens, to the Fantasy Football Kings Podcast. You're with your host, Tyler Micklepickle, Luke, and of course, the great one, Patrick. Got another awesome episode for you lined up today. We're going to wrap up the divisional breakdowns and go through the final teams as we go through the final days of pre-draft prep. I know our draft is coming up here tomorrow at 6.15 p.m. It's our biggest league. The Kings will be drafting their... Really, this will be my first real draft of the season. I know we had the uh, Dynasty Mm -hmm. draft that took two months, but (laughs) this this is it, boys. Yep. Yep. It's James all, Robinson, number hear. one overall pick. Yeah, let's get right into that. Uh, start with the news and notes here with Travis Etienne suffering uh, Liz Frank injury. That damn bitch broke his foot. God. And now he is out for the season. That moves James Robinson into the RB2 conversation, in my opinion. Where would you guys take him? Back right. end RB1, early RB2. I would, I would. So you're end of first round, first, second, early second. Yeah, I, I think he belongs in the second. I don't think you'll have to take him there. Uh, I think the second round is pretty established now with all the mocks and everything that people have been doing. But he'll, he'll absolutely go in the third. I think he belongs ahead of Chris Carson, DeAndre Swift. Um, you know, him and Montgomery are probably in similar roles and situations. But I like the perspective workload of James. Ro- I don't mm-hmm. think Carlos Hyde is a thing really. That was the same thing. I was that same group. I was thinking, you know, I, I might have Chris Carson ahead of him, you know, shifting a little bit, but that four right there, kind of like Carson Montgomery, you know, maybe throw Dobbins in there. Um, yeah, but those are RB2s. those are typically, you know, particularly with Carson and and uh, Robinson. Those are the guys that they fall into that tier because they have a heavy workload and they're on decent teams, but they're like low draft pedigree guys. Mm-hmm. So that you know, they're not first round, second round running backs. I know Montgomery was a higher draft pick, but um, Carson, six-rounder, I think. James Robinson, undrafted. So you that, unfortunately, sticks with players. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of stank. And, and and the opposite happens for first-rounders. You get a lot more rope. Yeah. They get a lot more rope, and they keep the first-round aura around them, even when they suck, i.e. Sonny Michelle. Yeah, I mean, so I th- actually, I think Robinson kind of just takes Henderson's spot for me. Right, and that exactly yeah. that's kind of like yeah, that, he was set to get a good like workload. Not yeah. he's not in as good an offense as the, as Henderson was in, but the workload was going to be there, all the cool line stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, now we kind of have to lay our uh, our friend Daryl Henderson semi to rest, not yeah. completely to rest. He's absolutely will still be drafted, but somewhat concerning. What they the, picked what up Sony Michelle, and so um, there's been a lot of movement over the last like five days like yeah. that just kind of throws out all your mocks you did for two months uh just like that you know <laughs> yeah i mean the, yeah uh, definitely the etn one's big yeah um, i've got them right there with you right behind uh carson and montgomery as well um but i do think carlos hyde uh sustains some sort of value in a way um they're gonna have a third down back robinson's not gonna play on third downs um and it kind of already showed that way in the preseason um and Carlos Urban is, Hyde. like, famous for loving Carlos Hyde, yep, too. Yeah. Exactly. They, Urban and him have their relationship. He's a good pass protector as well for the rookie quarterback. So, um, you know, late in your draft, Carlos Hyde could be a 
He at least only he's has definitely a handcuff as well for right. Uh, he only has a one player path to a starting workload because yeah. in the event Robinson went down, so yeah. he's someone to, to to monitor. Luke, what do we never do? We never pay our running backs. Yeah. But you could draft one high, but you just can't pay him. But should we even take? Them but in I the like first one. No, we shouldn't. If Not you do, when you pay already them. have one. If you do pay them, you got to do what the Browns do with Nick Chubb. They didn't make him like through the route. They signed him to his contract this offseason. They can get out of it in like two years without. And I guess it kind of depends on the player a little bit. You know, Chubb had to negotiate and agree to that. But that was a good running back. That's the only time I'm okay with paying them. You know what else they could have done, though? Hmm. They could have just drafted Jonathan Williams. Oh, uh, or uh, what's his name? Javante. Javante yeah. Williams. Yeah, they could have. I mean, they would have been missing whatever position position they drafted, you know, instead. But yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, uh, that's definitely a good general rule. We've seen that time and time again. Uh, I would never. I would just t- pick up Ola Gwambale or whatever the fuck his name hey, is. Hey, he's on the Jags, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, Dare is not a good <laughs> starter, though. But let's uh, continue on here. I think, you know, James Robinson will end up being a mid-second round, end of the second round pick for most leagues. But we have more news. Is uh, did you already bring up the Daryl Henderson it, Sony Michelle trade? Mentioned it. So this concerns me about Henderson. You know, I I had Henderson slotted around, you know, two hundred thirty forty carries, and now that Sony Michelle's in there, he's going to take almost half of those, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They don't just trade to get a guy that they're not going to play. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is going to be good depth, but he and was Sony good looked in preseason good. too. Yeah, Sony looked good when they when the Patriots played him both down the stretch last year and in the preseason this year. Oh God! Yeah, so I he, am he out on Daryl Henderson now. So. Yeah, it's less of me being in on Sony, I guess, and more be, me being kind of out on Henderson. Yeah. So I mean, the, if you at cost, if, like if you're a Henderson believer, your absolute hope for best case scenario is. They didn't want to go into the season with an undrafted rookie and a seventh-round pick as their depth at running back, mm-hmm. especially when Henderson has shown a propensity he's, to get hurt right, yeah. before, and he's currently a little bit banged up as well. Um, so your hope there, if you're the Henderson truther, is that this was just simply a depth and a little bit of a change of pace, you know, because they're going to obviously use it someone as a number two. A mm. um, little bit worse case is, like Luke said, it's kind of a 50-50 split. Um and then absolute worst case scenario is what Adam Schefter said on his serious radio show yesterday after the trade happened, which was, I don't know where it even came from, but he said the belief is that Sony is their guy, mm-hmm. um, which God, throws that, everything out the window. I don't, need, I don't know what to do with that information. So well, where do you, would you guys, is Daryl Henderson going to end up on any of your teams? No. no. Sony? He's going to drop like a rock. So Maybe it's Sony. tough to say, but Sony, yeah. I mean, Sony in like the seventh round or something like that, you know? I mean, he's got think, ter- terrific upside. Do you think Darrell's going to drop like a rock in the next week and a half as drafts are going on? Like We have a draft tomorrow, and I'm thinking he's going to go like pretty late, right? I mean, the, the word's going to be out. I see, mean, I feel like the word won't be out enough. I feel like tomorrow when we're in there, half of our league won't really be able well, yeah, to. yeah, I mean, the, the, the classic people who would know about it, but... He will not be taken by smart teams, I would say. So maybe he is because if someone looks at their rankings that they printed last week that they're bringing into the show, people they might even prepare draft better. Travis Etienne. People prepare yeah. better than this. My goodness, but you're right. There are people that I suppose the people that would do that would not be listening to this. Podcast like I just have a feeling yeah. he's still. Hope the, if they are, they right. still do it. It's kind yeah, of like yeah. I have a feeling he's still the Darrell does not go below like fourth, fifth. Still, and I mean should. the thing is, is he. 
in reality, he should still be their lead back. Their their GM Lesney's still there. Who drafted him? He's more. He profiles more as a passing down player than Sony does. Certainly, like he's that's a, he's Henderson's very. That's he went to Memphis and yeah, was like a so baller. Maybe pass it's there. really just they don't want to bury this guy into the ground. They, I mean, you know, yeah. so he's still going to be the lead. Like maybe it's an Edmonds Connor situation. You know? mm-hmm. um, we also have to remember too. Sony is has a chronically injured knee, and so at any moment that can kind of go wrong. Yeah, and, and then they're uh, Georgia. Georgia knee problem running backs. Right, uh, yeah. The they go from girly. To, I mean, granted, I think Michelle has a little left in the tank, but at least it, it you should keep – not take Henderson completely off your board. You know, if he drops um, – God, I know it's tough, some, but like eighth round or something like that. Uh, of course. That's I fine. forget who it was, but someone else pointed it out, and I just thought it was kind of funny that um, in Sony Michelle's entire career with the Patriots, he had never seen more than four targets in a game and in this – like any sort of game. In this past preseason game, he saw like six targets and he caught four passes. It was bizarre. And people were like, was this like Bill like showcasing him? Like yep. put him on the market and then And he absolutely sh- was. Showcase what he could do. Because I was there. worried about what that meant for Damien Harris because I was like, Oh shit, they got Ramondre Stevenson ball and they're using Sony yeah. Michelle now a ton, but it turns you know, out com- coming out of that draft, Sony it was Nick Chubb and Sony. Mm-hmm. Sony was the pass thought to be the cast pass catching right? back of the two. I know, I remember that. Yep. Not Nick Chubb. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, but okay, let's talk about uh, the other side of the trade now. Damian Harris and uh, Tyler Sky has been talking about on the show a few times. Ramondre Stevenson, is that how you say it? Or is yeah. It Ramondre? Yes. Um, Preseason stud. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, he's worth, I would say, your last round pick. Yep. Um, kind of when you were looking at that last bench spot. And maybe you're already loaded up at wide receivers. And maybe you already took some of your guys that you're sure are going to hit. Um and you want to make that last pick a running back with some upside, sure, make it Ramondre. Because if Harris were to go down, they don't have any other – I mean, I guess they do have Brandon Bolden technically, who's an old Bill favorite. but That's Stevenson, man. Stevenson's been it crushing. It should be Stevenson, and yeah. he's looked the part in preseason. They um, wouldn't have traded Michelle if Stevenson weren't looking so good, you know? At least I yeah, don't think so. Th- I mean, like- that's exactly, that's my belief. And Bill's never really used rookie running backs. Mm-hmm. Um, Where's Damien Harris going? Boy, Seventh I always round. say yeah, like the right eighth. now he's he's he looks like a great value right now. It's What's hard, the difference? It's hard to tell ADPs now because he's definitely moving up. Right, right. Yeah. What's the difference between Damian Harris and Darrell Henderson right now? That's right. That I mean, well, in fact, Harris is in a, a twenty times better situation now because so, I think it really is going to be primarily Harris uh, as your starting running back, sort of, and then James White comes in exactly. For passing he's, down the, stuff. And he's the passing down third down with the Darrell Henderson. It's just too early to know what the roles are going to be. Correct. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd rather draft the guy where I know the role, what the role is. Um, Somewhere even like a Miles Gaskin. Like, yes, we already know it could be a little volatile week to week. However, I've now seen two weeks of what the competition is in Malcolm Brown, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just Yeah, you're right. Harris is right there with Gaskin, kind of, like in that same – or at least he should be to me because – and it sounds like also – Mac Jones might be the week one starter, and that is huge for yep, Harris. Massive. I mean, massive. Um, Mac Jones is looking nice. He's looking nice. He looks like a huge, a, huge for Harris and for James White as well. Right? Oh, I need yep. to correct something because I've been hard on Camaro all off season, and now I foresee an issue right at the end of the season. I look like a dunce. Why it looks that? like James Winston's going to be the starter. Yeah, I like Camaro again. That's I had the same thought. Yeah, okay. yeah. Thank yep. you. Just wanted to say as well. Yeah, I was talk- I'm talking to my brother about that last night. I think he he want he might get Camara at uh, four. I think yeah. right or he, five. I think he's at five. At f- 
he's going to get either. Did Aaron we hear Jones Aaron or, Jones going four? He's going to get. Um, I think he's probably going to get Zeke. Okay. You just um, said Zeke was three to the third pick. Yeah, I changed it up in that one because Chuck said it the other day, but a while back, Chuck. He think, said Chuck said the big dog, but in the big dog is Derrick Henry, but I don't think he intended it. I think he intended it Zeke, right? Oh, uh, okay. Chuck right? told me know. the other day, it's I think it's Zeke for him. Okay. It's Zeke or Aaron Jones for him, and I think he ends up going safely with Zeke. And then, okay. yeah, I don't know what Jake goes, but he told me a while ago it was Kamara Jake, or Aaron Jake Jones. Jake will go oh, fucking, you know. Jake's taking Kamara, he told me. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. so would Jake so Aaron take Aaron Jones? Jones? Probably, yeah. He'll yeah. be staring down at Derrick Henry, Aaron Jones. It's crazy. In all my mocks, Derrick Henry's like running back two. And then yeah. us, he might make it to Joe at okay. five or six. Let's uh, do two quick notes here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence won the starting job for the Jags, and Teddy Bridgewater won the one for the Broncos. That's a little was, surprising. Yeah, it was a little surprising. But I think good. Yeah, I think, you know, I wasn't going to change their, their rankings too much on the wide receivers, so works for me. Yeah, I mean, I was I was looking at it like whichever one of them, it's dumb, but whichever one of them wins it will be the better for fantasy because, like, the coaches are watching. You know, they must see Drew Locke kind of yeah, looking inconsistent. Drew Horshcock Locke. Uh, Vic Fangio, when he, when he named the starter uh, after he named Teddy, said uh, their defense is they have a great defense um, and they need a quarterback that won't lose them the game. Yep. And that's what I thought. I thought Teddy Bridgewater – might not have the big play upside of Drew Locke of a, throwing a bomb down the field, but with like with Carolina last week, you know he'll nicely support your DJ Moore, yep. your McCaffrey slash Mike Davis, your Robbie Anderson. So I think Jerry Judy is more consistent. Yeah, I gave Judy and uh, Fant a little bit of a bump, and Sutton and Hamler go down a little bit for me. Sutton, yeah, and then you know I, I think you're whatever the fuck they do with the running backs. You want to know the truth. Darrell Henderson right now is Melvin Gordon. Right? Oh. With with another running but yeah. except Melvin Gordon's situation is worse because the guy behind him is pretty fucking good. Right. Um, yeah, that's true. I had a stat from uh, ESPN's Mike Clay just related to Teddy Bridgewater that I thought was crazy. And we all know this, but when you hear it in perspective. So two quarterbacks last season supported three top 25 fantasy receivers. Really? Ben Roethlisberger and Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater did that despite only throwing 15 touchdowns. How nuts is that? Who were the three yeah. uh, receivers? It was Curtis Samuel, oh, Curtis DJ Samuel. Moore, and um, Robbie Anderson. Very good. And so it just, you know, that should make you feel semi good about yeah, some does. of these Broncos passing attacks. It does. Fine. It makes me feel better about Sam Darnold and the Carolina passing attack. Right. Yeah, that too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, Teddy, I mean, Teddy got it done for the Saints. You know, Teddy's got it. He got He's it fine. done in Minnesota back in the day, like a little bit, you know. He's yep. fine. He's All fine. right, let's uh, let's move on to the AFC North and NFC North. Which ones do you guys want to start with? I would like to have some fun with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> okay, we could do the Bucks real quick. Um, take them all because they're awesome. Take them yeah, all. Take yeah. them all. Yeah. Tom Brady. Uh, we we talk a lot about the Bucks on here, so we can rip through this pretty quickly. I I think he's a slam dunk eighth eighth round nasty pick after you know a couple of the big guys went. I think he has upside of. Does he know. make it to the eighth round in your Tampa Bay leagues? I know in. May, I mean, early as six, I guess he'll go, but I don't think I'd take him in the six. He'll Probably be nice, the eighth though. is where I'd like him. He has legitimate top three upside. Um, yeah, at the position, he was, I think, quarterback two to finish the year after he lost to the Chiefs. He, and if you just do his last, it's like his last 11, including the playoffs, he is the. The reason I like him a lot, and I would take him probably over Russell Wilson, is that he. Uh, the Geo Bernard pickup, he's going to get a lot of touchdowns that could be rushing, but with Geo, they'll be 
re- receiving. He had 40 last year without him. I think he's going to get at least back to 40 again. I don't know. I'm also a homer, so I love Brady. No doubt, yeah. Geo like helps exponentially, like, bro. He Brady is nice because you you can just stick him in your starting lineup. Every he's matchup proof yeah. because even who's the best defense in the league? Is it the Rams? The yeah. Bucks. Okay, let's just say <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. Let's just say the Rams with Jalen Ramsey or the Packers with their number one cornerback, whatever mm-hmm. his name is, Jair. Jair Alexander. There is not a team with better weapons than the Buccaneers. Right. Okay, nope. I'll say it for those that don't know: Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Antonio Brown, uh, Gronk Lesnar, uh, <laughs> uh, what's his name? Gronkowski, Gronkowski, uh, OJ Howard, Giovanni Bernard. The, this guy has an all-star team to catch the ball. No defense. I don't care how good their one and two cornerbacks are can can stop that. So it's pretty matchup proof. You don't yeah. have to worry about you know with Sam. Not nah, no one's gonna fucking start Sam Darnold, but let's just say you know with Ryan Tannehill. A top defense could shut down AJ Brown and then double up on or double up AJ Brown and then try to stop Julio. And then it becomes a running team. Yep. Uh, you don't have that with with hot boy Tom Brady. The same could go for the Packers. Mm-hmm. If you take Aaron Rodgers and a team finds a way to stop Devontae, like the Bucks did in the NFC Championship game, Aaron Rodgers is useless. Okay, real quick, how are we going to rank the Bucks receivers? Godwin, Evans, Brown. Uh, that's how I would rank it. It is roster construction, which is always a cheap way. Mike Evans will give you more boom weeks. Chris Godwin is going to be more PPR friendly and mm-hmm. consistent on a week to week basis. I think Evans will lead in touchdowns again. He's such a target. Like Brady obviously loves throwing to him down in like past the 50 yard line. That's he loves throwing. So I, I think I have Evans to. Godwin won, but I still think Antonio Brown has a really good chance to lead us in targets, just in sheer targets, which is great for PPR. There's a universe where A.B. is our leading yardage man. Yeah, sure, certainly. He's our leading reception. And there's really realistic a universe where he leads in touchdowns as well. They use them Um, in, like, specific ways, too, that all of them can, like, dominate in any given way. And like I said, this was my argument for why I have both Rams receivers ranked above all all the Bucks weapons, because... There's just too many weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom Brady is going is going to going to going to absolute red um, by default. Where people have these guys slotted and ranked, there's no scenario where Tom doesn't shred. But there is a scenario where it's a different Bucks guy that dominates in, in each category. Yep. Um, so that's kind of why I'm shying away from the top two. Uh, I, my favorite is Brown just because of the value. Screaming um, value, man. Yeah, it's I mean, in your normal leagues, dude, Brown is going like eighth round. Seventh. It really it's is. Moving, I've seen it move up a little bit in drafts. People are sort of starting to catch on. They are. He's but. getting that seventh round. I've seen some even as early as the sixth. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he deserves every bit of it. And that's why in a draft I'm just I'm going to shy away from Godwin and Mike. Um, they're great players. They're Potentially one of them will be great. The other one's going to be decent. Um, but – yeah, to be honest, I haven't been drafting either Godwin or Evans on any teams. Really. I have not been because my position typically doesn't allow me to. Mm-hmm. Because when it gets, you know, you want Chris Godwin, Evans, late third, early fourth. I'm at the number one turn, so I get the back end of the four, early mm-hmm. five. What I have dabbled in a couple of times is doing a Godwin, Darren Waller, two, three turn. And really locking up what I deem to be the number one running back in McCaffrey. Someone that I think could potentially push for the number one tight end in Waller and then a safe P 
PPR top 12 receiver in Godwin. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dabbled with that because if I'm going to take Keenan Allen at the 2-3 turn, why don't I just do Godwin? With Tom Brady, the Super Bowl winning champs, a high-powered team, he has guaranteed targets. Right? On, no, on, he's saying for Keenan. Oh, uh, Keenan is guaranteed. You're, you're saying, saying why, why wouldn't you, and I'm saying guaranteed targets. Well, didn't Godwin have some immaculate finish when he came back from his injury at the end of last season? He led us in targets all throughout the uh, postseason. Um, but and it, I know Mike— and he was doing it with his fingers broken, too, you know. Sure, yeah. and when you look he at Mike, Ev- mm-hmm. Mike Evans finished wherever he finished, he had games where he would have given you a zero had he not gotten a one-yard touchdown right, yeah, pass. Yeah. And he's good for touchdowns, like you said. Those are hard to predict. The targets is what I want to predict. Godwin is that guy for Brady. See, yeah, okay. I, I would disagree, though. Mm. Well, let's, let's continue on because it's going to be a long show. Uh, let's talk about Wait, the running back room. Why do you disagree? I just disagree because when Antonio, when Antonio Brown came back, then they all almost evened out in terms of their target share. But when uh, Antonio Brown came back, Evans was I mean, hurt. Not, when, I, I don't, when I don't mean came back, I mean – Came. Elevated, mm. came like, hard, came yeah, hard. Yeah, the tough thing is it came Antonio. Yeah. Brown. Don't stop him. He, he started playing again. The semi-tough <laughs> thing too is that Brown had a messed up knee last year. Godwin had messed up fingers and a messed up leg. Tom uh, Brady had Mike a torn Evans, ACL. Mike was, banged <laughs> Mike was banged up. Tom Brady. Had, so OJ it is had. sort of a new. You know, we are guessing a little bit here. So maybe. who's? You, what are, I'm sorry, you probably I, I'll said go it. Godwin probably first. Godwin uh, one, then Evans. Yeah, you're. It's so cl- they're right there. Are yeah. you gonna have anyone of them I on your team? I can see myself taking Godwin um, in the third. You have to right. Right, it'd have to be third. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. He just feels safer than like DJ Moore. DJ Moore. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what about the running backs? This is crazy. I'm usually the one trying to simmer down the Bucks love with this group, and I'm, I, I've been like this though. I've been telling you this. I said way back when. I said Antonio. I asked you guys. I said, "There's isn't there a chance Antonio Brown leads in targets? I agree and, with and yards, you, but I'm not because I have to take Antonio Brown in the fifth round. And I'm not willing to like project that in the fifth round. Our but league like, is tough. Yeah, Brown. There's you take race. Race. That's my thing. The value won't be there in a normal draft. Brown is the one I'm taking because it's just such great value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tom's the one I'm excited about in the Bucks offense. Yeah, for fantasy, right. yeah, the running backs. That's the takeaway. Exactly. All that's this, my point. As we fight over the top three receivers in Gronk and OJ Howard and Geo, we take away that, Gronk, I, that Brady's exactly. gonna be great. I don't. I don't want to guess the receiver. I'd rather just take the sure thing in the quarter. No, I agree. I think the running backs are, are kind of easy to. Uh, or this is just my opinion. I think that it is definitely going to be Ronald Jones as the early down back. Geo Bernard as every single pass down with Fournette rotating in at both. Yep. Fournette and can do a little bit of both, but he doesn't do either of them particularly great. So he's perfect uh, kind of rotational role guy. I feel like what's funny in ECRs and whatnot um, in ADP, it's uh, Lenny going first. Which is, and yeah, no, it's obscene. That, it's, it's obscene. And I'm not yeah. that afraid of taking Rojo at this point. I think he's no, got no. great value and can easily score 10 touchdowns. He's the goal line back. I mean, absolutely. Um, he, catch, he gives you nothing in the receiving game. In fact, he might give you a negative in the receiving game. <laughs> But uh, I think that's the guy they want there to be there, LeGarrette Blunt, sort of. And uh, Gio Bernard's there, James White. Yeah, and late round, if you're desperate and you need another running back and maybe just someone that you can throw in there on a random week to get you, you know, 8 to eight to 12, uh, I think Gio is a is a guy to, to look there. Oh, he's yeah. Gonna, he's going to play every third down. He's going to get some catches. Yep. You know, your stat line might be 4 for 48, but that's something. Once you get into the midway season – 
people are going to be screaming for what Gio can give you, you know? <laughs> screaming like when for that injuries, four for 48. <laughs> exactly. When injuries start piling up, he'll be a very solid little flex option, I think, for people. Okay, Luke has been trying to move us along. I'm sorry, Luke. No, that's uh, okay. Bucks we defense, just, top we three saw, defense. We talk a lot about the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Gronkowski is going a little higher than I'm comfortable with. In these. Yeah, I don't even think he should be drafted except by me because I love him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like O.J. Howard, late him. tight end sleeper. I'm sorry, Luke, I keep fucking with you. O.J. Howard, late tight end sleeper, Bucks defense is comfortably a top three defense for me. Yeah. The issue with taking O.J. and Gronk in a draft, though, is that Bray is not going anywhere. Bray is not going anywhere. What are you doing with Ronald Jones and Fournette? We just, we we just, just talked about that, yeah. them. You just talked about them. Yeah. We should go into the divisional break. <laughs> we are moving on. Do you guys want to start with the NFC or the AFC? I would NFC, like to North do NFC. the let's, NFC. Let's start with who we're about to put into a grave finally this year. Yes. For, for okay. It's well, time we'll to punish. With the Green Bay Packers. Yes. Aaron Rodgers. Tyler hates him. I think he can go right back-to-back yeah, with Brady in the eighth round. I think he's going to be solid. He was quarterback one last year, Tyler. That's number one. <laughs> no, I, I, I heard you. So now my prediction is quarterback. he finish top seven now. Yeah, like, <laughs> That's one. Top um, seven, yeah. I mean, it's t- he's one of these QBs that completely relies on uh, throwing. Devontae you know, Adams. No exa- yeah, right. Uh, their goal line back is their receiver. Uh, I mean, you'd literally be asking him to do something he's never done before but I in his think, career. But I think he has a shot, too, only because it's such a unique situation to where he – it's the same thing as last year where he wants to say F you to the organization, only, <laughs> like, dialed up to, like – he wants to, like, take his dick out and, like, yeah. put it in. Like, yes. You know which, what I mean? Which he so, should do. I kind of, you know, I don't, I don't think we can expect top five from Rodgers probably, five, five. but he's a locked in top 10 QB and he's going in the area where like he's going her. I'm like Tannehill, right? Kind uh, of t- him and Brady, him go and Brady. usually back to back eighth, ninth round. Yeah, that's um, fine. That's, they got yeah, better weapons this year too. Really they've, fine. They've up, they've added a, a nice rookie Clemson receiver, Rodgers. They added Cobb. Um, I mean, it's a li- at least Devin a little Devin Funches better. did go out for yep. the season once again. I'm yep. never... I Devin Funches is out? Yeah, yeah he got Well, let me open my fucking sleeper app and drop yeah. this. Uh, he was going to be a nice little big body for Rodgers, <laughs> too. I mean, he, yeah. he's not bad. What happened to him? Um, I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. We I don't know. need to discuss Devontae Adams. He's the best. And then Aaron Jones, top five back, in our opinion. Yeah. He's going to be sick. Uh, let's talk about Randall Cobb. What do we think? Um, do you do you think he's fantasy worthy? No. He is draftable, certainly. I mean, right? He's the Packers' number two receiver. Yeah, you're right. And I would. I would. The only reason I say yes is because of the reason you opened this argument that about, about the, yeah. the, the, the fu from Rogers. He's gonna try to get this guy like ten targets yeah, because, and be like, "See, we should have had this." Exactly, because there's no realistic scenario where you should be. The Packers should be game planning plays for 30 year old Randall Cobb. Yeah. He is a strict slot receiver, and they just drafted Amari Rodgers, who is a strict slot receiver. Mm-hmm. Devin Funches, so if you're worried about like young weapons for Rodgers, that should be who they're trying to funnel these targets to. But it just won't happen. It's going to go to Cobb. Right. Do you guys want to know who I just dropped Devin Funches for? Who? So our sleep, our dynasty league waivers are miserable. But Deshaun Jackson, welcome to the team. Hey, there you go. Well, right, there you go. One week out of him. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh yeah i mean um I, the biggest question to me is like tunyon yeah. tunyon we talked about last episode he had the just extremely ridiculous touchdown rate that we know he's not gonna you know i want to talk about tunyon i want to talk about him with luke luke fucking hates robert tunyon yeah he's a horrible pick i at where he's I going don't right now know why we hate him so much he, if he receives, all he did was finish as tight end. What was if it? If he Three? receives the same amount of targets that he did last year, 
unfortunately, there's not a scenario where he realistically finishes as high as. Why aren't you projecting him for more targets this year? Uh, because of the annoying Randall competition. Which... Oh, come on. So there is, but you know, I, how old is Tunyon? Like he, he's pretty young, right? Right. I, I got. Yeah, see. no, he's a young guy. He's been in the league. Because we've seen like with tight ends. He's probably like a year five tight end. Oh, okay. Like that. That's a little older than I thought. Well, no, but the thing is it's one of those where he doesn't really see the field until until recently. Right, yeah, because we've seen buried. before tight ends, it takes a while to break out. Like, it's usually not till like, year three. So he's been in the league since 2017. I mean, but Tyler's right. He, you have to bank on him getting more targets. Right, but I don't know why we're not projecting. Like, I don't know why we're projecting him to not have an increase in targets. For a player to break out, they which happens, right. players break out, he has to have an increase in targets. So, like, you, the hopefulness we, we project into other players, Jerry, Judy, and these the likes of them, mm-hmm. we, you would have to have that same wishful thinking, which I don't think is unreasonable. That's the test. Is right. the wishful thinking unreasonable? And no, I don't... Not- it be, and because Rodgers also, we know, is huge on, like, trust with his guys. Right? Correct. Like, he, yeah. he only throws to his boys, so to speak. And I think Tunyon's in the club, right? Tunyon's yeah. in the Aaron Rodgers cool he, club. You, right. would, you would hope. But the idea for why there wouldn't be more targets is because, obviously, Adams is back. Um, Alan Lazard back and healthy. Randall Cobb. MBS, MBS has healthy. had a good camp, I heard. For yeah, MBS Randall Cobb, who is camp. going to take a lot of targets because they he's bring his in best Randall, friend. Randall Cobb from the slot, and they drafted Amari Rodgers for the slot as well. So it's just Even when we list these names, Robert Tunyon okay. seems like a better bet for Aaron Rodgers. Let's than, say he increases his targets by 25. Look at his touchdowns, man. That that touchdown rate is just un, 11 touchdowns on 52 catches hey, me, is absurd. Can, let me ask you something. Do you think Devontae Adams' touchdown rate is unreasonable also in a vacuum just looking at the statistics? Yes, it should regress to its mean. And are we still taking him as a number one wide receiver? Yes, so I, but he also is the number one option on their goal line, so it's a little different. He's an alpha. He's a goal line back. Yeah, but like the guys line. are doing, like, he's their goal line back, but, like, for, for, for Tunyon, we're saying, well, Cobb and Marquez, and we're giving all these reasons why it can't be an increase for him, but for Devontae, we're skipping the fact that A.J. Dillon might be a goal line back, and Aaron Jones is coming under a nice fat yeah, contract. And definitely. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, I, I don't. I like Tanya to be consistent well. with my hypotheticals, and sometimes I feel like as fantasy players, we we nitpick in a biased way why we want someone to fail or why we don't think they can do it. If Robert Tunyon is too expensive, I agree mm-hmm. because it's a projection. He he and his projection isn't as solidified to me as let's say T.J. Hawkins. Can someone tell me where Robert Tunyon's going? So I think he's going right around the like- uh, ninth round, pick two. Isn't that seem fine to you? He's going around like the he's going around like the Fant, um, Goddard. If I if I don't get I'm a top, taking him over both of Fant those and Goddard. Are, well, okay, so I just took Fant over him in the draft the other day, but I didn't feel good about it, and uh, I no. took Tunyon after to make myself feel semi good about it. <laughs> Knowing Teddy Bridgewater starting, I'll take the shot on Fant over. I could see, yeah, that's Goddard right. probably not. Yeah, like I'm going Tunyon over uh, Goddard. He's on the Packers. They are making a p- Super Bowl push. With right. Aaron Rodgers. You guys are Tunyon guys. Do you think so, though? I'm not a Tunyon guy. Put your name on him, man. But, okay, <laughs> let me ask, though. Like, Tunyon versus, like, Gasecki, Goddard, so, or I, Smith. What about the way Smith? I draft tight ends is Earth I'm Smith. not – if I don't get one of the top five, I'm not taking one into the last two rounds. Oh, well, I, then it's going to be ta- – who's your tight end going to be? It's going to be a – First curve. type of – yeah, like one of those guys that could give you upside who's – only last year scored one point less than if Tunyon is Tunyon going in the ninth basis. round. Tun- the ninth round is garbage, son. There is Ooh. shit in the ninth round. If you can get the that. Packers top, 
Do we agree that Robert Tunyon is a top three? I don't even say top two, but top three receiving option for Aaron Rodgers. Would you Rogers? take Marquez Callaway from the Saints or Robert Tunyon? Robert Tunyon, man. Okay, I would take Callaway. So. It is interesting to think, though, that Wide there isn't one. And I could see Cobb finishing second in targets because, what, like we said, with Rodgers kind of wants Corey, to Corey Davis or – I'm taking Corey, Corey Davis. Da- Corey I'm Davis. Take, I'm taking Corey These Davis as well. Guys that are Corey Davis. But, but I still think it is reasonable to project that and, – and I just saw it. That was Tanyan's third season as a starter last year. So that is the prime kind of breakout territory. I can see a world where Tanyan is their second target this year, right? I mean, and we're talking about guys that are we have to kind of reach. Sort guys, of, the right? Randall like Cobb, Cobb thing, being friends with Rogers, that's Higby, all funny. Higby, cute. Logan Thomas. Both guys going after, right, yeah, I'm after taking, Tanyan and I'm drafts. taking Logan ahead of uh, Tanyan. I'll take Logan, too. Listen, Higby? Oh, that's where it gets really tough. You They're get right Higby there. pretty late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Listen. What the fuck was that? I like that. Listen, Randall Cobb being so best friends with Aaron Rodgers is a is a cute story. I get it. Randall Cobb might not be fucking good. And if I he can not, think if he, he is, cannot honestly. separate from a defender, <laughs> I, I don't care too. how much Aaron Rodgers likes him. These are going to be incomplete or intercepted passes. You know what I mean? You can only do so much for your best friend. Randall Cobb was fucking washed last year. And with Dallas the year before that. Like <laughs> You know what I mean? When right. they signed Randall Cobb, we all made jokes about it. So I don't want to like. Oh no! I, when they signed, don't, don't speak for when they signed him. I was like, that's a flex, he's flex guy right away. Really? Like, yeah, king, because the, the he he's, he wasn't that two years ago with Dallas. He really was. He had like 800 receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, it's like there's a you don't have to be that great with Rodgers. You just have to be his boy, sort of. <laughs> All right, the Kings are going to agree to disagree on Rob Tunyon. Yeah, that's we are going to move one. on the Packers defense. I think they're maybe draftable. Uh, I, They're I not a defense you're going to hold all season. You're going to got I'm Jair and shit. I don't know. They got a couple playmakers on the D line, but yeah, it's, it's I'm a streaming defense. Kind hey, of guy, who's so. their offensive line that um, gave Aaron Rodgers a golf cart? Offensive lineman, uh, Dave Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari. Yeah, that's like I um, think that guy is so the, cool. Back yeah. to the defense, though. Uh, Kevin King said he's going to be a name to remember in the NFL. Oh man, Kevin King. He is a name to remember. <laughs> yeah, he is. He, we Scotty remember him. Remembers. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the let's go Chicago Bears. Um. Oh. Andy Dalton, Justin Fields. We've talked a lot about them, I'd say. I'm so None of us are taking Dalton. Draft, bro. Uh, Justin Fields, we say, you know, you take a Stafford and you take a Fields with them. You take Trey Lance, you know, that's the time. He's so All right, bad. yeah, Justin Fields, we like him. Uh, but he's just, you know, last round, last two round kind of guy. Uh, you don't because Andy Dalton might start a couple games if they win. I know, don't so. even I, – the truth is I don't think you need to draft Justin Fields this year. That second preseason game was bad. Um, I think you – He's got great rushing yeah. upside. That So yeah. the reason I'm st- – it's weird. Their offensive line is horrible. Yeah. And that's why I think Andy Dalton is probably going to pass away by halftime. Against <laughs> one against the Rams. <laughs> I sort of think that's what they're thinking is no, like, no, we don't want to put Fields out there exactly. to serve him up to Aaron Donald to die. You don't but think you're welcome to the NFL to come from Aaron Donald. Watch. The Rams are going to be up by like 17 points at halftime. It's going to be like 17-0, okay, and okay. then Fields is going to come listen in. Listen to me right now. Andy Dalton's going to keep it a close game week one. Man, I mean, and and I don't want to say they'll defense, win. So. I don't want to say they'll win. The better team at the end squeaks it out. Usually in the NFL, Andy Dalton will keep it close enough to where Nagy has to like. <laughs> Man, I don't know. So I that, think so. That's they, Pat, I, so that's Pat's take. So my take is the Bears are going to get absolutely obliterated. Do you believe, <laughs> hey, seriously, do you Andy know? Dalton is going to get dominated. Do you believe that really? I, I, don't I, truly, I believe Dalton. I get truly dominated. believe they're going to get dominated. I truly believe you're going to they're, they're going to walk away putting up about. Three to 
10 they're starting. They have Jason a good Peters. defense. It's Matt Stafford's first game in, in the offense. Like it, it might be closer just by default. It's going to be closer. Well, the thing is, they're starting uh, Jason Peters as their left tackle against uh, the Rams defense. Yeah, their O line is like a disaster. Yeah, he's a veteran leader, man. And so <laughs> I'm worried that they're not going to be able to get the offense off the ground in Week One at all. But you know, long term, Fields is you're dra- you'd be drafting Fields. It is scary if you take Allen Robinson that Week One with oh, Jalen Ramsey. I know. Fields yeah. will be starting by Week. Two. Week one is not going to be kind. Right, I think Fields is like Jalen Hurts position. a little bit. He's going to uh, rely on rushing a lot. We've talked about David Montgomery a little bit. Uh, I think he's a nice RB2. Uh, end of the second, third round type of pick. End of the second? I yeah, think, that where he is I think David Montgomery needs to be talked about in the Jonathan Taylor conversation. Well, that's, that's a little sh- high. That's just me. I like DeMont because... The rushing upside with Fields, it can be n- nice to think you got to watch the quarterback and the running back. He played really well to finish the season. I don't hate Montgomery as your RB two. So yeah. one of the few things he didn't do was catch the football early on in his career. But the thing is, is he caught the football in college and he knew he could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tariq Cohen has been like the like one of the most least efficient players in NFL history over the last two seasons. Um, he's got that uh, theoretic where he catches the ball and goes absolutely nowhere. And part of the reason he, uh, Montgomery dominated down the stretch was because he started to get the targets and the receptions. And I think that's going to continue because he does more with them than Cohen does when he's in there. Dude, last da- six Damian. weeks of the year, RB7, RB1, RB7, RB1, RB9, RB6 is a nasty finish to the that season. That was a nice run, boy. And people want to dog the early start, the slow start. But remember we talked about it a few shows ago. Uh, Mike, I think you were the one that brought it up, but he – Essentially, we thought he had a torn something in his in his groin and his leg before the season started. He mm-hmm. missed all of camp, um, so he yeah. got going middle middle of the road. But their offense was thriving when Montgomery's getting, you know, eighteen plus touches a game. Yeah, um, I think that's an interesting point about Taylor. I mean, I probably still have Taylor ahead, but it, it's they're not talked about enough, and they're yeah. similar. They're both young running, young ascending running backs. Uh, this is Taylor or Montgomery's third season. Um, when you look at quality of offense and ability to move the football, I would, they're about on par. Right, yeah. Indy has the O-line, but the the, the rest of their offense is like it's fucking Carson Wentz, exactly. right? Yeah, so, yeah, no, I, I like that take. And you get more of a threat, I think, from Hines and Mack than you do from Cohen and Williams. Cause James Williams Robinson or good. David Montgomery? David I'd go Montgomery. Montgomery, I guess. But yeah, Montgomery. Chris Carson or David Montgomery? David Montgomery. Carson's my guy. I like Carson. Montgomery. Um, okay. Clyde Edwards-Elair or David Montgomery? Clyde. I think that's again. I think that's in the conversation of David Montgomery should be could be high. I mean, what are you hoping for with Clyde? You're hoping his workload increases. And you already know with Montgomery, Montgomery's got the workload and his catches. Mm -hmm. That too. Um, Saquon Barkley or David Montgomery? (laughs) We can't talk about Saquon. It's too fucking hard. But hey, I saw it was your face right there. It doesn't seem and and when you break it down, that crazy. It's the thing with Saquon is he does have that workload, but again. At that point, you're choosing which workload do you like more. Um, you guys afraid of Damian Williams? No, not at all. No. Is yeah. he an okay handcuff though? If you take yeah. David Montgomery, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think so. Okay, mm-hmm. let's move on to the wide receivers. Uh, we've talked about Allen Robinson a lot. We like him a lot with Fields He's when Fields stud. come in, and I'm sure Dalton's going to hyper target him. He's yep. always been a stud every year. Can't go wrong with him. But let's talk about the other guy on the team, Darnell Mooney. Uh, they traded Anthony Miller away. Really, now he is the wide receiver too. I like him a lot, especially where he's going. About to pull up his ADP real quick. What do you guys think about Mooney? Sky's the limit. Um, just do the old Twitter search on his name. 
uh, go over to that section that says videos and enjoy the seven-minute highlight reel of him torching guys last year and not getting the ball thrown to his hands. Yep. Yeah, um, he was open a lot. He's And the, the beautiful thing is he gets to kind of be the, the free man, you know. Allen Robinson, even though he's going to dominate, going to get his, he's going to receive all of the, the you know. Yep. The number one corners, the double coverage, the um, the press coverage. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mo- yeah, Mooney, and he's he was going like eighth, ninth round. He's pretty good value right now, like yeah, Michael Gallup range, right? Uh, uh, his PPR ADP is one nineteen, so that's like eleventh round, I think. 10th yeah, round. I like that's that. I mean, I, so. I'm a little worried until Fields comes in. That, to be that honest, is the but... thing. If Dalton were to somehow play, you know, seven games, realistic... he's playing well, Dalton, then that means. You think Mooney's doing well in Rob a Rob? So, I mean, that means he's throwing touchdowns and shit. Yeah, well, see, here's the here's the one thing is that Mooney's a deep ball guy, and I the Bears' offensive line is going to be quite highly suspect. So, like, maybe he doesn't have enough time to. Maybe they do rely on Field sort of breaking the pocket and running away. Dalton's like kind of a statue, not a total statue, but pretty much a statue. Yeah. So I'm a little worried, but it's baked into his ADP. I mean, he's going super late, so yeah. Do you, so wait. Do you, Okay, Mooney is a good late round flyer. Mm-hmm. Do you feel good about Allen Robinson as your wide receiver one? Yes. Absolutely. If I go two running backs, I would love Robinson in that third round. That, in fact, that's spoiler kind of what I'm hoping happens. <laughs> there, there's there's two players over the last five years that are like consistent wide receiver ones for like five straight years, and it's Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson. Yeah, two yeah two um, straight with. Uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty bonkers to like see it. Why don't I, can you tell, you know, you remember when you asked us why you don't like Miles Gaskin? Is it unreasonable? Can you tell me why I don't like Allen Robinson? Because his QB plays highly sus. Because he's never had a good quarterback. Never. Is there something about him in your mind that doesn't strike you as wide receiver one? So he always falls to the back end behind these guys because the top guys are just, the top guys have the draft pedigree. They have the name coming into the NFL. They've been the hot name. They've, you know, um, but Allen Robinson does everything they do. It's just he, you know, played for the Blake Bortles Jaguars. Right. He, you know, played for the Mitch Trubisky Bears. He the Nick Foles Bears. The Nick. It's like it just he, he's never on a on a what I would say a potential top five offense. Yeah. He's on a bottom five offense year in and year out. So people look at him as like the garbage time player. I'll take guys like Keenan Allen over him. Um, Scary Terry. Scary Terry is right there. I mean. Right there with him. Uh, I, I wouldn't just because I'll Robert sh- Woods. I'll- Robert Woods, I will take it. Uh, oh no, no shit! I gotta be careful with that. I, I love Woods, um, but I have Robinson as a top twelve, so I gotta I gotta go Robinson over Woods. Yeah. All right, let's move on to tight end Cole Clement and Jimmy Graham. Still there? I'm out on that group. It seems like Jimmy's going to play an annoying amount. Yeah. But Cole is the young ascending player. I think he's worth a draft pick. Yeah. Yeah. I would Jimmy not was surprisingly him. solid last year. He, he got, got a lot of hype, hype early on. first round pick or second round pick? Or Cole was a second. Yeah. yeah. He got he's a lot got of hype pedigree, early on. Like, but I think that was the assumption that Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham was going to depart and yeah. retire. Yeah, it could be like an Ertz Goddard type situation yeah. where neither can really take off. Yeah. All right. Uh, their defense, I think, will be solid. Uh, the Bears defense and yep. yeah, so let's move on to the which team? Minnesota next? Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Uh, Kirk Cousins. You guys are kind of big on him. I don't think I want him. Just I'd rather take Big Ben in my opinion and shit. But mm-hmm. what do you guys think about Kirk? He's right there with that. He's the the perfect guy to be in that sort of. If you want to take Matt a, Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and a lot of people are going to go into the drafts with this this plan. 
I'm going to take Trey Lance or Fields late, but I need someone that I can count on for the first three weeks. And so here's you guys why it's Kirk. Kirk, Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and pick all that you elaborate on this. Well, the reason it should be Kirk is because he has a criminally easy schedule to start. Yes. I mean, it's What's like he, he is start. He's got Cincinnati, Arizona, Seattle, Cleveland, Detroit, and Carolina. Those are all high-scoring games, up-tempo well, games. Not Cleveland. I, like Cleveland, I don't think Cleveland's beat. a very I, – I know Cleveland's defense is getting a lot of love, but I think they're going to – teams are going to still score points on them. And okay. That's, with, with Cleveland, the most important part of that schedule is the, the first two games are on the road, but they're Cincinnati and Arizona, so both easy. Arizona indoors for Kirk, which is always good. And then home. That Browns one is at home. If yeah. that Browns one was on the road, that'd be the one game I'd be like, you're probably sitting Kirk for that. Are week. any of them on Monday Night Football? No. <laughs> Actually, okay. I'm not sure. But Other yeah. beautiful thing, all uh, either 1 o'clock or 4 o'clock. That's where he shines when um, no one's watching. But even after after even the uh, the Panthers, he does have a bye week, but he follows that bye week with the Cowboys. Well, that and makes me do like Kirk a little bit. Kirk has, You're probably not going to be starting him through then, but it's good to know you can. Kirk has past fantasy pedigree, too. So this is a guy that's finished as the QB 10, the QB 5, the QB 6. Last year, he was the QB 11. So I mean, twenty points a game last year. He's, he's in six right. point. I, I really like God, him in that but late is, range. Luke, can you pull up his? He's got the weapons. He's got the weapons. Right. He's got the running game. He actually was um, to help him. Was his he? running back catches a ton of passes as well, and I, improved O line. They they worked on improving their offensive line. I, their defense should be better as well. Wasn't he sucking for such a big part of last season? He had to apologize to Adam Thielen, and there was rumblings in the locker room. Yeah, I think that was the year before with Diggs. That, there that was, was there was, was some the always before. drama with him and Thielen though. It's well, weird. Him and Thielen are like always arguing on sidelines. Well, you saw the clip. Uh, Throw the ball, Kirk. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when Justin Jefferson yeah. was over. I don't think anyone really Throw likes Kirk. Ball. It seems like because uh, remember there. He seems that like defensive, a pretty unlikable guy. That defensive no, end, Everson Griffin. Nice did you see the story? Yeah. Everson Griffin had to. So last uh, last season, <laughs> or it was like January or something. He tweeted out like, "Ask the owner if he wants Kirk Cousins." He was playing for the Vikings for that, and he's like talking shit about Cousins, like Cousins sucks, that no one likes yeah, but him. But he had to apologize shit. now. Now he's kidding. on the Vikings again, he's and he had to, it's so awkward. Kirk but Cousins just, ha- is pretty off-putting because he's a, he's a dweeb, you know what I mean? And he's the type of dweeb that is pretty offensive, Where and he's a pretty religious guy, but it's just it's an unattractive demeanor he holds where it's different when than you hear Tim Tebow, who's players. a likable guy and, and doesn't really want to step on anyone's toes. Kirk is... Kirk, you feel like, is the dork that had a pretty cool friend in high school that emboldened him to, like, get up on a on a, on a a pedestal that he does not belong on. I blame okay. the Bucks. The Bucks set him up. When, uh, you like that. that we let him do the yeah, stupid-ass comeback. God damn it. That was great. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, I like because it's fine and, uh, as a late pick. Dalvin Cook, second-ranked running back. We're taking him there. He's great. Yep. Uh, wide receivers, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. This is where my little nipples get hard. It makes me scared. <laughs> oh my god! Justin Jefferson uh, in the second round is scary. On my little, my this little man testes. has fourteen hundred <laughs> yards, and it seems like he's healthy. Now hey, too. Do, we should do the give me the OJ Simpson Dave Chappelle, ma'am. <laughs> With all due respect. With all due respect, this young stud athlete had fourteen hundred yards, <laughs> and he has that same absurdly easy schedule like Kirk Cousins. Does. Exactly, those are oh, all tempo games. You know where he's just going to be like. <laughs> Chewing up he's yards. Got that I mean, same freaking schedule. He's got the same. No you know, it's so funny. I was reading QB stats to someone recently, and I was reading their. I was like, uh, yeah, the QB was uh, QB six in PPR, and I was like, oh no, that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. That, <laughs> that distinction doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I, I mean, Jefferson so do you, second round, Thielen fourth, about, fifth. How about this? 
do you feel ju- safe? Uh, and if he's in the second round, this is probably going to be the case. Do you feel good with Justin Jefferson being your wide receiver one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why the only reason f- I don't is because last year I had him, Ridley, and Metcalf on the team at the same time. And so it's like hard for me to imagine putting Jefferson. Uh-huh. But no, yeah. he's Pickle, he's why stay. do you, assuming this is correct, why do you like Justin Jefferson more than Allen Robinson? Because I think he's got a better quarterback. I think he is actually a, he's a better player than or he's a supremely like amazing talent. So he's at least as good, if not better. He's younger than Robinson. Robinson's twenty eight now. I think better Dealt offense. With, yeah, better offense in general. Uh, and yeah, I mean, Justin also has that. Uh, I don't want to put him because of how insane he was early on in his career at this. He obviously doesn't do this anymore, but he's got the OBJ factor as well, where he takes virtually almost any pass from any point on the field and can turn it into a touchdown because he really is one of the most elusive and fastest guys on the football. Do you like his celebration, yeah. his touchdown celebration? And that's the most and important gritty, part yeah. is he's got one of the best celebrations <laughs> in the game. Yep, Jefferson's nice. The one I'm out on is Adam Thielen. Same. Um, he was super productive last year in the red zone. I think he had 10 touchdowns. Yep, he did. Uh, I, man, I, I just don't... He's got the, he's got the Tunyon rate sort of yeah. um, going. However, I will say, watching them last year, they use him like they use Adams. Down, like the Packers use Adams down there, and I found that really interesting. Even with Jefferson in, Kirk was constant was just watch Thielen beat his guy one on one. Thielen gets open, he throws it to him. So, whereas I do feel like a, like a guy like Tony and his touchdowns are going to come down, I kind of feel like Thielen's rate is going to stay high just because he is so good at that particular thing. Very similar. It's truly they use him just like the Packers use Adams. And I do agree. I love that's how he's used, and he he is great at it. My only fear is, like, that's for how high he's still getting drafted. Like, in the fourth round, the guys being drafted around him, you're banking on that being the case. That really is the thing, It's like, what if a few of those go to Justin Jefferson and they try it out with him? Or Irv Smith, who they like with the athleticism down there, um, I do agree that Thielen had fourteen. Why, he had fourteen touchdowns be. last year, by the way. Um, but it's just <laughs> when, I, a, when I come up yeah, in the draft, that's coming and I, down, and I see the guys around him, I'm like, like a DJ Moore, exactly, for example. I'd rather take the shot. Moore comes away with eight touchdowns this year somehow because you know his yards aren't going anywhere in his catches. Right, like a Cooper Cup probably yeah, going Cooper over. Cup, I'll take over him. Um, tight end, even like an IUK, I'll take. I'll take a Brandon Ayuk over Thielen because why not go for the upside? It's like I think the days of Thielen, you know, coming close to eighty-five plus. I hope Jake takes Thielen so he doesn't so I can get a good receiver back. <laughs> um, all right, let's move to the tight end, uh, Irv Smith. He's getting a lot of hype around the fantasy community. I'm not really sure what to think. Um, the coach came out weirdly earlier in the offseason and said that he's going to play the same role. So that means they're going to play another tight end a lot of the time, I guess. Kyle Rudolph, or was that just Conklin? No, they, it's one of these deals where they've got like the blocking tight end sort of, and then the receiving guy. And so Irv is not going to be like the one tight end, right? Like Con- I think Tyler Conklin is supposed yep. to play a decent amount. You really have you're with Irv. It's kind of like um, it's a little like Tunyon, right? You're kind of betting on this talent, kind of similar, similar to to like the. Uh, Goddard early on you're betting on that talent you're like this guy's super talented you yep. know he's talented he was a first Irv was a first round pick am I uh, you know, right he, you're absolutely and right. how do I not remember that pick at all like I don't, I don't remember him I being... want to say he was like mid-20s yeah yeah from um, Alabama he's got good draft pedigree but that is funny that you bring that up about like how they slot out because everyone I would say you're most people treat the NFL and fantasy similar to it being like Madden mm-hmm 
oh, Kyle Rudolph finally left. We've been waiting for it. So the highest overall guy just slides into what we assume. But it's like, that's not how it works. Right. Coaches play these guys based on what, you know, who they fit. And it turns out Irv Smith has been top on the depth chart for the past three years at his position. Right. Um, unfortunately, his position isn't necessarily the one you want for fantasy. So. Yeah, right. and I, I mean, you're, this is an offense where he's at best the fourth because we exactly. know Dalvin Cook is going to get a shitload Dalvin of work. Dalvin Justin will get their targets. Your hope is that Thielen takes a massive step down and that makes Irv Smith the one that steps up, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Yep. All right, uh, Minnesota defense, any uh interest? They're uh, going to be better than last year. I don't know if fantasy usable. They are going to be better than so last year, though. in terms of like a late-round fantasy defense that you are going to take, mm-hmm. you are starting the year against the Bengals and possibly Burrow not being ready and it's Brandon Allen or Burrow playing and still not being ready to actually play. Yeah. So yeah, Burrow's getting playing some playing time this weekend, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's move to the, to the Lions. We could probably rip through them pretty quick. Uh, Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift. Okay, now we're going to do <laughs> That's, the. Oh no, really I want to talk about DeAndre Swift. Oh, so and Jamal uh, Williams, Jared Goff's a quarterback. You're not going to draft him. Uh, Swift. What do you got to say about Swifty? We've, uh, we've talked a lot about him. Well, I mean, we haven't really since the latest. The latest is that. Oh right, we didn't really. Oh mention yeah, true. That. Go they, ahead. Their GM and and Campbell have come out and said they don't really know the status of Swift at, the, at the, this time, and essentially that if they were to play a game today, he wouldn't play. Right. And they don't know what his status for Week One will be. Um, so if you're drafting currently, um, and you're the team, you have to have that, more confidence than the own coach, apparently. Exactly. <laughs> and so there's a reasonable shot this guy's not playing Week One. And you just took him in, like, the fourth round. Exactly. So you have to be confident in what he's actually going to do. Um, and with that, they already talked about splitting work between him and Jamal. So I'm just out on Swift entirely. I was going to say, I think I hate I think to be— I sixth round I'd take him if he's there. Something hey, like that, guys, yeah. But like you a guys, mile, like, why would I take uh, Swift, Swift over Miles Gaskin? Gaskin? Hey, why are you taking the guy that's not going to play versus the guy that is going to play? You know I what know. you could also do is say Patrick was right about this in fucking May. Okay? What DeAndre, did you say? DeAndre Swift should not be taken in the third, second round, wherever the fuck he was in the fourth round. Hey, I agree with that, He's on a yeah. terrible offense. As the se- it got, only got worse when they took Jamal Williams and when they were debating getting Todd Gurley. He he gets hurt. He's not going to be the goal line back. Like, this, right. even this shouldn't like best be a case, I don't even know how right. it's a – this is a thing, really. Like, yeah. James Robinson blows DeAndre Swift out of the fucking water. This year. Yeah, yeah, that yeah I think Swift one. now should go fifth round. Like, there's, there's a list of guys I would take over Swift just for the fact that I think I'm more confident they're going to get more touches. And he's Ronald a strictly Jones. PPR option, too. We're exactly. talking about a guy that you is completely useless in a standard. and He's not going to get what little goal line and, they have. And right. he's currently hurt. And he's currently hurt. With a position, thing. With a thing and they that, don't know if he's – they said they don't know they how don't much know. they're going to get out of him. Yeah. This is like and, a – Always hate to kind of beat beat the dead horse. We just talked about it with how coaches and GMs actually view real life NFL. They're not tied to the guy. They didn't draft the guy. It's he's not. They went out and got Jamal Williams and immediately called him the one A back. Exactly. So it's like <laughs> he wasn't a part of their plan. So it's kind of unfortunate. Obviously, he's a talented kid. We should but, stop talking about this because yeah. we have our draft I, tomorrow, I, and I, I don't want the guys in our league to hear this. I do want Swift to go early. Right. I want some idiots to just take it. him in the third. I'm going to say I like uh, to take him on St. Brown late because I, I really liked what I saw in the preseason in terms of him creating separation on short routes that Jared Goff loves hitting. And I just squinted and I saw Rob Woods, you know, just catching these easy little outs to the, and I could see him being a flex option. He has no ceiling particularly with yeah. Goff, but so with him, the one thing is, is he strictly was in the slot 
which is fine uh, which because it, it, Jared is Goff fine. is. Um, I don't want Jared Goff's wideout on their on their <laughs> on their. There's two starters each time where Tyra Williams and Cephas, and then mm-hmm. um, Brashad Perriman and one of their other dinglings they trot out and there. And that's but. the other thing is Perriman is, you know, early in the offseason I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe we can find one target in this offense. And it was looking like it was Perriman. Perriman is, like, doing horrific. Yeah, like, if I'm going to take a receiver, it's going to be Tyrell late Tyrell. or uh, St. Brown. If I'm I like taking a receiver, it's going to be Calvin Johnson. So I'm not um, taking anyone. But <laughs> back team. to the running backs, though, with the Swift news, I highly recommend that in the – Anywhere from tenth to thirteenth. No, big fella. Jamal He's going Williams. before that. You're not. He might get, get pushed up mm-hmm. even. But even if he is, take him. If you if you punt your RB two in the draft, or you're going heavily no RBs, the Lions are going to run. The you're going to have to ball. take Jamal in the eight nine. I'm, I'm telling you. It's in your not, good leagues, I'm telling you, it's not going to be pretty. But he's going to be a guy, and especially week one, he's going to get all the work. He's yep. gonna, Jamal is a guy in your good leagues when when people are in the eighth ninth round and they're looking at you know RB fucking forty five and the the rankings are decimated. Jamal Williams will stick out to anyone's eye as this guy is a big pass catching goal in, line back in our dynasty league. I fully punted the RB two after taking Zeke. Did you take early, Jamal Williams? And I've got I've got a plethora of guys like I hate that you got Kenyon, bailed out. Kenyon Drake. And Ramondre Stevenson, who are an injury away from going full ham. I hate I that you got bailed Jamal out. Williams. Nice. Okay. Um, uh, no RB strategy. It's the way to go. One. So way let's, to go. let's move on to the tight end, uh, TJ Hawkinson. He was super safe last year, was a t- tight end one fifty percent of the time. And I think he only finished out of the top 24 once or twice all last year. But He's banged up right now, I saw. Yeah, he's. I, had, I did see a report him and Goff are like killing it, but he's got a. He's working through a shoulder injury apparently. If healthy, he's going to lead them in targets. I'm yep. a little nervous because if a team's like, let's just stop T.J. Hawkinson, they probably can, right? I don't. I know. mean, I don't know. He's a beast. He is. He's, so, so this is a Darren Waller situation to me from two years ago, where like they have no one else to throw to, you know. And and, and I don't know if this is a hot take. I think Jared Goff is better than Derek Carr. There, I at least don't like – the Whoa. distinction isn't crazy enough to where I am going to like yeah. give you shit for it. Number, yeah, exactly. number one overall pick. I can't get mad at someone saying that. Right, right, yeah. And at least and in terms of fantasy, now. like we know Goff can feed a tight end. He went to We've the Super seen Bowl. him feed Higby. We've seen him feed Everett. So Just for the fun of it, Kyle Pitts is what we consider to be – God, I fall more in love with Kyle to Pitts. Be, to be the unicorn freakazoid, right? Yes. I refuse to call re- him a tight end. Part of the reason was because – of his draft capital. This guy was drafted fourth overall. TJ Hawkinson was drafted eighth, eighth overall. Yeah. Eighth overall. Damn. Like, yeah. they've got serious capital invested in this guy. People view – he was obviously viewed as a – that's like a, he was a top ten player. Want to know who was drafted 15th overall? Evan Ingram. OJ, OJ Howard. OJ Howard, yeah. yeah All right. Out he's not very good. Are <laughs> right, you got something about TJ before um, we move on? Well, I was just going to – like his his general stats. I fucking like, love TJ Hawkinson. Last this year is, he was the PPR 5 and standard 5 tight end. So he was he's already kind of ascended. Like and we, this he's is, already here. Pickle, what year did tight ends break out? Year 3. What year is this for him? This is year 3. And did he already kind of break out year 2, which is a little early? Yes. His man, TJ Hawkinson, as the old – Kenny Galladay, gone. Marvin Jones, gone. There are three – Hundred, I read, vacant yep. uh, fucking pass attempts that need to go somewhere. Yeah. It's not going to go to Brashard Pyramid. 
the rookie that you mentioned is a rookie, and Terrell Williams is Terrell Williams. I can just see him and Go- Goff hates being aggressive, and he just he's going to love oh, to God, lean I'm on. I'm in like on TJ, dude. He to the me, most frustrating thing is going to be the same thing with Jamal. It's just going to be an ugly offense. There's not mm-hmm. going to be a lot of scoring opportunities, but PPR wise, he's going to be a monster. Do you know what I feel is going to happen? I'm scared that George Kittle has seen his best days in that offense with the with the addition of the weapons with the new quarterback with all the running backs i'm afraid that in an evan ingram way two years ago we saw george kittle peak and then with the injuries and he's only getting older like i have a feeling tj hawkinson is gonna take george kittle's place next year as the second round or third round tight end kittle's a great comparison because he was when he broke out was in a similar situation to waller and Hawkinson now they who were there do we even remember who the Niners receivers were when Kittle broke out they had no one Kendrick Bourne right yeah it was <laughs> Kittle was like the man the primary target and yeah I love it yeah. I, I like I, I'm a big Hawkinson guy are you guys gonna have him on any of your teams he's not that's cheap. the thing so like I'd have to take him at the end of the fifth and I if he's dealing with the he's dealing with the shoulder injury right now and I hate taking guys that are already banged up you know and I just don't I don't know we'll have to keep your eye if you're drafting this weekend Keep your eye on Hawkinson practice. I know. want Hawkinson. I'm at the four or five turn. That might be too early for me to take him. Hawkinson or Andrews? Haw- Hawkinson. For yeah, me. yeah. Uh, if you're at the tw- if you have the twelfth pick, so you're at the five six turn. I'm good with taking Hawkinson as one of your two picks there. All right, let's uh, move on. Their defense is trash. Let's go to the uh, AFC North. We'll start with the winning. Uh, I think they won the division. Yeah, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, and then they lost to the Brownies. So we'll start with the Steelers. We've talked a lot about the Steelers on this show, so we can usually get through this pretty quick. We're pretty high on Najee. We have him top 10. We um, get higher on him every day. So yeah. I'm so high on him that in my two leagues where I have the eighth pick, I'm afraid I'm not going to get him. <laughs> like, I'm worried he goes top seven ahead of Devontae Adams and ahead of Derrick Henry and Nick Chubb. I want Najee. Mm-hmm. To me, Najee Harris is no different than Zeke Elliott. Other than he doesn't have a Troy Pollard behind him. Well, Tony Pollard. Couple differences between him and Zeke. Uh, Let's be quick. The offensive yeah, we've line. Talked about the, 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 big, the, the biggest one is uh, Zeke has been the most consistent player in fantasy football for half a decade. No, I know. Um, it's yeah. more projection with Najee. No, Najee deserves to be a top 12 pick. Um, anywhere in the top 16, great value, um, great pick, great workload. All right, let's move on to the wide receivers. Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Juju is how I have him ranked. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to get drafted because of his name. Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be unstartable this entire season. Juju is fucking bad. (laughs) He is not good. His depth of target is shit. He is the third on that team. And I keep saying this because... He, he's going to go in the fucking seventh round, in like eighth round, because he's a name that is attractive when you get there. It's sort of like A.J. Green in the last couple of years. You see him there, and you're like, mm-hmm. I like this name. Juju should not be drafted. Ben Roethlisberger cannot support three receivers. He he literally never has. Supported him last year. Well, that's the thing. He did last year. Remember, yeah, he was the one. last year. That no, I know. Win. I know. Uh, yeah. I'm not taking Juju, trust me. And my problem with Juju is – they have so many guys that play that similar role, that middle of the field sort of dump off. They've got two tight ends, Fryermuth, Ebron. They've got um, Najee Harris now, who's going to be running a ton of pass routes. So it's just like, where is the upside for Juju? There is no upside for Juju. You're at best hoping for a top 36 floor, which is like, <clears throat> there's so many guys that have an actual upside around him. You, the, the two guys you really want are 
uh, Deontay and Claypool. And what Those guys doing, have. What are you doing with them? I'm taking Deontay first in PPR in a standard thing. I'm going to take Claypool because I think he's going to have the touchdowns, but Deontay's going to have the catches and probably the yards too. I mean, I think. I love Chase Claypool. Yeah, year. I love him too. It's yeah. his second year. I read a, a statistic on second year breakout players, and I forget the formula. Receivers, that went it into happens it. Receivers. a lot. Yeah, Claypool stats out as a guy that's going to throttle teams this year. Mm-hmm. He is built like a wide receiver. One, Deontay Johnson really is not. Chase Claypool is massive, strong, fast, good hands. Does not drop passes. Um, Six, I four, like, 227. Charismatic, like right? Has that aura on the field. Uh, doesn't lack confidence. I, I like Chase Claypool. Yep. I really do. And and you have to get him like around end of fifth, right? Yeah. So both both Deontay and, and Claypool are yeah. going in like the fifth round area. Yeah. Juju's going in like the seventh, but I I agree with you that he doesn't have the upside. He's similar to like the Boyd in the situation, though. I mean, in the seventh round, where are you going to look where you're going to get 130 targets? That's a good comparison, yeah, um, with Boyd. I would probably still take Boyd. Just his yardage is upside play. isn't anything crazy, I agree, but here's some of the are players. Are you talking about Juju? Or yeah, Juju. I'm talking about Juju. Okay. Here's some of the players in the Juju range, though. Odell Beckham, Cortland Sutton, Devontae Smith, Kenny Galladay, Jamar Chase, Jarvis Landry, uh, Michael Thomas, DJ Shark, Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddell, Antonio Brown, Brandon Cooks. Dude, I'm there's not, not many players on that list that are going to even come close to 130 targets. I'm the, yeah. I see you're going the opposite way. I swear to God, I was about to say I think I take every single one of those guys over Juju except Waddle. Why? Why would you take o- Odell Beckham? The thing is, I don't over... think he's going to. He's he's going to be a team's number again. one. That's the thing for me is I don't think Juju's going to get those targets again. It, it because because like I said, they yeah, added not... Fryermuth, they added uh, Najee Harris, and Najee's going to get some. Yeah, so it's just like. Do I? Re- but you're in that pool of guys. Can you read you, that pool of guys to me one more time? I'm sorry. Slowly. You're searching for upside, I guess. I, I'm gonna, as you say the name, I'll say yes or no. Will I take them over Juju? Odo Beckham, Cortland yes. Sutton, Adam no. Thielen, Devontae Smith, yes. Kenny Galladay, yes. Jamar yes. Chase, yes. Uh, Michael Thomas, yes. DJ Shark, yes. Debo Samuel, yes. Jalen Waddle, no. Jarvis Landry. That's where it gets interesting. No. It's like, right like Jarvis Landry. Waddle and what Jarvis, no. About? Every fucking one else, yes. Kenny Galladay, yes. We get Beckham, it, You're not taking yes. Juju, so let's move on. No one should take Juju, bro. He's <laughs> ass titties, and he hasn't been good since he was good for four weeks at the end of that rookie season, and they got rid of Antonio Brown, and it's, Keenan Allen said, you're I fucked, am, kid. I am not he's a been Juju fucked. fan by any any stretch of the imagination, but Ben's looked great so far. No, Ben yeah, supported three I'll last take year. The value on Juju. What do you mean uh, well, supported? What does support mean? You couldn't three, start all three like, of them in a weekly basis what was that, and be happy. What was that stat well, right, yeah, year. that's the, the the thing. The top. I read the stat. You heard me. He the was three top twenty five receivers he supported last year. Somehow Juju Juju was a wide receiver too all year. Wide yep. PPR seventeen. It's that crazy, doesn't make sense. I know, <laughs> but. Because he he doesn't he's not did he have blow up games well, or something? Is, that I'm not, he's, he's got the lowest. The other thing is that he's got like the lowest average depth of target and like besides like Debo Samuel. So they're just literally 5. like six. Yeah, like his number. Like nine, he had ninety seven. He listen to the stat. He had ninety seven catches, eight hundred thirty one yards. Yeah. How <laughs> can you give me his consistency? Did he have fucking blow up games that I'm not? It's remembering? because they're throwing yeah, screens and and little dinky shit to him. Um, I I remember him being unstartable last season. In a standard league, he is. In a he standard was a wide league, receiver one or two, forty-three percent of the time. That's pretty good. But in a PPR, I mean, the catches are are pretty huge. The, I mean, regardless he of did where have they bad are, games, that's though. 
That's similar. It's, it's very. I'm glad you mentioned Tyler Boyd because they are. Very, yeah, they're yeah. very similar. And you're taking the other guys because you think they could pop, but the one guy that's going to get. That yeah, except Tyler Boyd is fucking good out. at football, and Juju sucks. Ball <laughs> sack. All right, uh, tight ends: Eric Ebron, Pat uh, Firemuth. I'm not taking either of them. Just too many targets right now in that offense. Uh, defense, yeah, Steelers D is usually pretty solid. I gotta say though, I think it, particularly for your strategy, uh, if you're taking last round tight end, Eric Ebron's gonna look pretty good. Yeah, uh, in that range, you know, sixteenth round. He's I in mean, the grouping. Um, and he's he also, their primary receiving tight end this year. He Ebron. falls in that grouping too. Of if he, you don't take him with that last pick, that more than likely, if you waited and your one tight end's a last round pick, by he week probably three, won't get drafted. You're yeah. probably gonna be looking at him to start a game for you. So that's true. Just All keep right. him on your radar. Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, we've talked a little bit about. He's, you know, stud quarterback, top five. Um, All his weapons are hurt. Yeah. They're coming back, though, slowly. He says no one can plan for him. Granted, he's never scored 20 points in a loss in a playoff game, so people can easily plan for him when it matters, it seems like. But I don't know. (laughs) That was a weird comment he said this week. Well, I mean, no, he got asked about it, so it's not really him being, you know. Yeah, they figured me out. I'm, I'm fucked. Yeah, like, I'm going to retire What do you want him to say to that? Um, however. Yeah, I thought he just came out and said that. I did not know. It. The question was, have teams figured you out? And he said. Yeah, that's been like a yeah, thing I guess going you, around. You that. don't say yeah. So some, some big uh, guy on like ESPN said, and was it's like a Max Kellerman quote that said, the NFL's figured out Lamar Jackson. They have. They have um, a leg to stand on with that argument, I'll say. They have. <laughs> but as, as far as fantasy matters, it doesn't matter. No, I mean, no yeah. And that's the thing is that. You don't play fantasy football in the actual NFL playoffs, so I don't, I don't care. Yep, exactly. <laughs> the, guy, yep. the guy tears the NFL. The man's going to have a thousand rushing yards. Yeah, that's all you got to know. <laughs> yeah, uh, so, and like, I'm a little bit down because I would love to have Bateman healthy right now. I'd love to have the, just the whole gang because in the offseason it looked good. Right now, Sammy is his number one receiver week Which, one, and so, who I will play in FanDuel for sure. Well, I would, I would argue that it's Mark Andrews will be his number sure, one. Sure, yeah, guy. his number one target. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it, Sammy will be kind of like the Hollywood you know, kind of the yeah. uh, the and, and he kills it week ones. Exactly, Sammy's yes. always I'm, good week one. I'm putting so. Sammy in his daily, daily daily fantasy. Exactly. Yes. Isn't it crazy that draft class was Odell Beckham Jr., Mike Evans, Sammy Watkins, Sammy and Mike Evans is the only one worth a shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, go Bucks. We we know where Lamar's going. Um. Mark Andrews. We meant he's kind of going in the Hawkinson range. Yeah. That yeah. fifth round. What do you guys, Hawk or Andrews? Hawk for me. I don't really like Andrews. I don't uh, know why. Uh, Andrews is really – it was so inconsistent last year. Talk about a guy that really screwed you on some weeks, given where you drafted him. Imagine taking uh, Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews last year in the same draft like yeah. some idiots do. <laughs> <laughs> I would do Kelsey and Pitts this year, but I'm just kidding. Uh, no. Um, You'd do Kelsey and Michael uh, Mike Evans Jr. Yeah, right. Um, but – yeah, I mean Andrews. I, Andrews, I is had fine. Andrews. I had Andrews behind Hawkinson before I saw Hawkinson had this shoulder thing. But I'm so hesitant to take a guy dealing with injuries that it makes me want to put Andrews. I'll never have Mark Andrews on the team. I'm not taking a tight end in those middle rounds, except mm-hmm. maybe Hawk, Hawkinson because mm-hmm. I think he could fucking blow up into tight end one. Mark Andrews, I don't really see that. We like, talk all the time about how the tight, how much the tight end has to score relative to match the receiver, where you would get you know at that position in the fifth round or whatever. It's going to be tough for for Andrews to, to match that, I think. Like a, a Brandon Ayuk or something, you would be yeah. taking yeah. Andrews he over. Might, you know, and maybe I'm wrong. I could Like, I'm sure I could be wrong, but he is going to be the Ravens' number one mm-hmm. receiver. And like, they're not a bad team. So. Lamar is, a is you know, this is part of his growth as a quarterback. He is very much kind of a one-read, two-read guy, and then he's taken off. Mm-hmm. 
um, there's good and bad with that. In fantasy, it really does restrict the – you can only project like two guys to be useful every week in the passing game for them. All right. Uh, running back room is J.K. Dobbins, Gus Gus Edwards. I don't know how to feel about them. Really I know, it's tough. J.K. Dobbins, I don't really want him unless maybe the fourth or fifth what, round. What, what has changed? When we were recording these shows in June, you guys did nothing. You it's guys Gus didn't care. Edwards. It's, it's now that, that like I see that they, it's going to be like Gus Edwards going to play a shitload, and it's yeah. going to drive us nuts. It's, it's going to be like a 60-40 split, and Dobbins is favor. But yeah. the frustrating part is I truly believe in the Dobbins talent. Yeah, he's a great player. I believe player. you could, if you swapped, you know, him and Jonathan Taylor, poof, like on team-wise, if Dobbins is the one on the Colts, you're taking Dobbins where Taylor's going right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's like nothing to do with the talent. I believe he's far superior in talent to Gus Edwards, but Tyler Gus has been solid for him, and like Mike just said, he's and not Lamar going is a thousand-yard rusher, and there's just so much. Um, Tyler, what would Dobbins do? As the Rams lead running back. Holy shit. He'd be a first round. He'd be where Cam Akers was going prior to Cam Akers. Achilles. Achilles. Right. I like Dobbins as a talent more than I like Taylor. Just strictly. Yeah, like, straight I, up talent-wise, it's, it's insane. But he's just on the one scenario where it's like, as talented as he is, he's probably not the most talented rusher on the team. Yeah. He's got two it, other running backs. Because it's Lamar Jackson. Right, yeah. Um, and the big one is Lamar led them in red zone carries last year. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I didn't oh, know that a little either. Josh Allen situation. I didn't, I didn't yeah. know that either till the other day, and that kind of like I was like, Phew. yeah. And it makes, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, Again, he's so, the most talented runner on the team. So, so I guess be, Dobbins, sorry, like for me, like I think I said earlier, I would take him in the second. But the more you break it down, it, it I'm more comfortable in the third round with. Dobbins. It's just the the guys compare that I have to compare him to. I'd rather have the workload that Montgomery has. I'd rather have the Chris Carson workload. Let's look at his. Look, um, do you have a? Uh, J.K. Dobbins' end-of-season run that he went on. I mean, he was throttling teams. He was, yeah. Uh, RB 16, 16, 18, 19, and RB 3. That's so that solid RB two. totals of 17 and a half, 13, 13, 14, 13, and 20. Why did I remember so him really doing with, so much better? So it's that. really just a question of kind of ceiling with Dobbins, right? Like, I mean, we see that he can be a consistent RB 2. But and Mark Ingram he, is gone. Mark Ingram is gone. Can he score enough touchdowns to crack into that? I think he can. And here's the thing is when you look at Mark Ingram's crazy Ravens year from two or three years ago now, it was a lot of touchdowns. However, I view it as Dobbins is absolutely talented enough to do the most with his carries like Ingram did that year. Dobbins could break away. It's just when, That's you, when you look at the people next to him, you're taking the flyer that he – like I believe he can do that, but he still has to go do that. Dobbins' touches will be more valuable to me than David Montgomery's touches. So even if he gets less touches than David Montgomery, he I don't feel like David Montgomery almost ever has a chance to like bust through that O-line and go take one to the house. I think Dob- Dobbins could do that Dobbins a lot. Does. Raheem Mostert style. So do- I think that I'm glad you mentioned Mark Ingram because this feels like it's going to be Dobbins' season. The the season that Ingram had two years ago where he was the PPR 11 and the standard 7. That's nice. He had 1,018 rushing yards and 10 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he that's... didn't have a ton of receiving work. He had 26 receptions, 247 yards, but he had 
that's that's what got him over the top. He had five receiving, receiving touchdowns, touchdowns yeah. Too. Which Dobbins is a is a is that guy. Right. He's Dobbins like you were receiver. saying, he can be efficient on his minimal things. So that's probably what you're looking for is a locked in RB two questionable RB one. Exactly. I think you guys talk to me. The floor is like there's no room for mistake. Like if it turned out that it was like a 55, 50, uh, 45 split or even a 50-50 split, he could drop past the, the floor that you had to take him at there. I'll tell you, I th- I don't know if this is what you're saying right now. I, I think Dobbins is high floor, high ceiling. I think he could fucking explode if they use him correctly and they advance the offense into not just Lamar Jackson. If they don't running. use uh, what's-his-name as much. Uh, uh, Gus. Gus, yeah, yeah. And I... I, I think J.K. Dobbins has a higher ceiling – or, I'm sorry, a higher floor than Montgomery. Montgomery has shown me he can fucking I agree with suck. That. I actually think I agree with that, right? I don't. Cause there, cause, uh, only because um, Chicago is going to run into some defense is probably where – that just kind of oh, – like week one, for example. Like, yeah, with Andy we, Dalton, they're going to load the box. They might be just kind of overwhelmed. But my, my only thing with Montgomery is I like what occurred with him. Mm-hmm. Like – he was getting the work early, but he never looked great. He never looked fast, but he then lost a shit ton of weight. And, yes, he almost tore his whatever coming into the season. But he looked like a totally different player. Mm-hmm. At the end at the of the weight, season. At, no, at the beginning, too. No, but Dobbins did great. kind of, too, right? Kind of so, right. J.K. Dobbins, Dobbins sort of. Mark Ingram fizzles out. J.K. My last point with the Ravens is I always point out that they have, you know, they're going to run the ball top five in the NFL. Yeah. Um, and that is a true statement. However, I think you guys have talked me into Dobbins. However, I went – I heard a stat the other day that threw me off that, and that was that if you take away Lamar Jackson's total rushes, the Ravens' running backs um, are like a bottom five in terms of actual touches. Yeah, but you can't take it right because mm-hmm. it's a part of it. That's why well, I know. But that's what I mean. So when you look at their rushing attack as a whole, it's inflated heavily due to Lamar. But without Lamar, they're not really used anything more. They're, than they're, I'm telling you, this is going to be the most. The season is going to be the most Lamar has ever thrown the ball to a running back. I'm that is I'm projecting that this yeah. year. Okay. That would definitely take Dobbins to the, to the you know that RB one the moon yeah. <laughs> as so, they say and yeah. then we've been before sorry I don't mean to cut you off Luke I know we're moving along but yep. uh, Gus Edwards late round again take him yep. punt your RB two you go no RBs or you just want that RB three on your bench Edwards is a great value one player away from going down to being even better value certainly handcuffed Dobbins with him Ravens defense usually a solid defense so yep let's move on to the Cleveland Brownies and then. Uh, the Bengals after that. So Cleveland, Baker, you're not going to draft. Um, but let's talk about the running backs. We've talked about Chubb a little bit. Kareem Hunt, we haven't really spoke much about. Uh, Chubb, I'm one. kind of off of Kareem Hunt. I, ne- I never end up drafting Hunt, really. He's always, it's like, so there tough. when I'm drafting. And, like, and he, like, it's almost like he falls to, like, the seventh round. Like, Didn't he, he finish his running back 12 last year? He, I, I don't actually know what oh. he finished. But I do know that he when he got that – that workload when um, Chubb was out, he didn't necessarily hit the kind of ceilings we Correct. thought he would, you know? And that's kind of what you are somewhat banking on when you take him is, well, if Chubb misses time, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it, he wasn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. No, when, when Chubb was out, he was uh, running back 12, running back 31, running back 9, running back 29. Definitely not what you expect. You expected top 12 performances every week. But there wasn't killing you. Yeah, yeah. You, you were able to start him at least. He, the I was he's going in the sixth round. I was remember I was in mm-hmm. on Kareem last year. Yeah. I wanted him in that eighth round, seventh round. He's every time I'm drafting in the fifth, it's like Kareem, right. and Mike Davis. There. If you could get so, exactly what you got out of Kareem last year, and you took him in the eighth round, he was a good pick, right? Yeah. I mean, so the the dis- 
the disappointment came when without Nick Chubb, he saw an additional five point five point four touches per game, but scored point one fewer points per game than he was scoring when Chubb was on the field. Wow! So he was getting the, the work, but mm-hmm. he was actually scoring less than in his complementary role. So it might just be where his best role is. The complimentary role, it's not a very high ceiling. Right. Um, and that's really the thing is where you're taking him. I would rather take the shot at a player with a much higher ceiling. Miles Gaskin or Kareem Hunt? Gaskin. Uh, Gaskin. Because the ceiling's higher if he earns the full workload. Chubb the last eight weeks of the year was an at least an RB2. Yeah, look at that. He went on a tear. RB9, boy. RB18, RB4, 9, 6, 22, 14, 13. And was the first... Four weeks of the year, he had two bad games, but then he had an RB three, RB seven performance. Chubb, the Browns have one of the running back, and the Browns have one of the best O lines in the entire league. Just doesn't catch passes. When yep. you get past the top six, for me, Chubb is the safest player. I think you could take at the running back position. Yep, yep. Uh, I think nice. he's. I think he really is closer to Derrick Henry than people maybe admit. Uh, you know, he hasn't had the two thousand yard season like Derrick Henry had, and no. He, but he is the same type of player, very minimal receiving game, and he's going to be you know top three or four in rushing yards most likely. Um, and he's going in the second. Uh, Chubb goes in PPR in like early second round yeah. a lot of the time. When I would I, take Chubb over ta- Jonathan Taylor personally. When I um, when I look at the you know Barkley Mixon, um, Taylor, I'm taking Chubb ahead of them. Yeah, Ceh Gibson. Chubb is definitely the even not Najee. Chubb's the safest of that group. He doesn't far, have the opinion. passing game thing, but you are never going to go into a week where they're just going to be like, you know what? What if we just let Baker Mayfield throw fifty That's times? The to, you know, there's no, it's the game plan is Nick Chubb. Exactly, he's going to get his plan. touches. It's yep. like you said, similar to the Titans, where even when they're you know down seven, down ten, late in the game. They're still trying to set up the run game. And let me rip off his opening schedule, too, um, just because it looks pretty nice. Kansas City, bad run defense. Houston, bad run defense. Chicago's pretty tough. Then Minnesota, Chargers, Arizona, Denver. That's pretty good first seven for Nick, for all Nick Chubb. Um, you know, it, it never gets particularly tough. It is unfortunate he has to play Pittsburgh and Baltimore, who are, you know, kind of tough defenses. But, yeah, you can't go wrong with Chubb, man. All right. Uh, wide receivers, I don't like any of these guys. <laughs> Odell or Jarvis, definitely not Jarvis. Odell, I guess, eighth round, seventh round is okay. I uh, just – I don't know. They're a running team. They don't have much passing upside to me. Definitely not a tight end that I'm drafting. I don't know. What do you guys think about Odell and Jarvis? Odell – Jarvis, I, I think I'm out on. Yeah, he, he Jarvis – let me pull up his stats, but I, he was not very impressive last year despite um, – at least – um, not what you would expect given the target uh, share yeah. once Odell went out. Um, I, I will take Odell at the in the sixth. I would take Odell in the sixth. That's what I'll say. Like over like a um, Jerry Judy. Uh, Isn't T. it Higgins. weird how little the fantasy world is talking about Odell? I mean, he it's hasn't done we're, anything. We're tired of his ass. I mean, it's been like five years since he's done anything. But like, you watch him about play him at all. You watch him play, and he still is athletic. He's still good. You know, he is still a good player. He just things have to break right for him. Unfortunately, he, like Luke said, run first offense probably one of the most run first offenses. Baker is his chemistry with Odell is highly suspect. Yep. So all of that sort of baked I in. I kind of like that Odell's been quiet this off season. It's not a whole That's lot of nice. talking yeah. from him. Yeah, I mean, sixth round I can do it. He'll be your flex guy most likely, your third wide out. Um, I mean, there is upside. There is upside to Odell. 
it, it, it's been a long time since we've seen it, but he's a great athlete. He's the, is their de facto, no question about it, number one receiver. Pickle. Their yep. number one X receiver. Pickle. He's going to get targets. Pickle. You know, I'm not out on him. Pickle. Kenny Galladay or Odell? Odell. Pickle. I'll go Odell all day. I would go Odell without simply the. I'd take Kenny. Really? Okay, so we're. I think I would do Kenny. Kenny. Do you think Chuck is going to take unrelated? Do you think Chuck's going to take Odell in the fifth? Yeah, yeah. On the fifth, he's not that dumb. I don't know. I would say. I would say yes because every time I look at the board, I don't know who else comes away with Odell other than. Well, I'm not going to lie, bro. If Odell's there, fifth, sixth, I can go. I'm not going to tell you my receiver. I want in the fifth, but I can take two receivers there at that turn and have Odell be my fourth wideout. That's pretty good. T Higgins, Odell. Odell, Odell, man, I think Odell. And here's what. I know, I know, but I think that Odell's going to get more targets than T. Higgins, right? I mean, T. Higgins has a lot of mouths to share. A lot Is of Chuck mouths. really going to take him in the f- – man. I thought Odell was like a seventh, eighth rounder. I didn't know he was a sixth rounder even. I, I, it's just uh, – I know, I know. Um, it's, uh, but, like, Jerry Judy is a tough one to kind of put in there for me with yeah, Odell. Yeah, I'd probably go Odell over Judy. That no, doesn't feel good. bro, it's Bridgewater is, and Judy. Odell is the exact player that you draft, and then as soon as you get home from your draft and the first time you look at that roster to be like, oh, I want to see how bad I crushed it, you look and you're like, there's no way this was the best player I just, on the board here. See, I think I know, the opposite. But I think it, you look at Odell and you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, I feel good about this. And throughout well, yeah, the whole no, season, no, no. you get bumped. No, here's like the thing. You don't actually out. feel good about it, but the, you then text your boys and you're like, huh, I got OBJ in the sixth round, idiots. Yeah. Right. And, but everybody else is secretly on the end receiving that being like, yeah, because we didn't fucking want it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, sixth round is a little early. One more note on a – I don't know why I just thought of it. One more note on Kareem Hunt. Another reason I've soured on him a little bit is because um, – They've been talking up Demetric Felton like a lot, a lot. I saw him playing, yeah. Um, yep. And he is a little tiny scat, Darren Sproles esque type of player. Um, and the only scenarios that he plays on the field would be scenarios where it's not Nick Chubb, it's Kareem Hunt's time to shine. So cuts um, into it a little. If it cuts into even a little bit, his workload was already small enough. All yeah, right, that's a good point. Brown's defense is worth taking. I would say uh, their yeah. tight end Austin Hooper. Are you going to start them week one Njoku against the Chiefs? Thing. No, I will not start them uh, week one. So maybe they're not they worth taking. The... They're the Chiefs. Are you sure? Yeah. In yeah. Kansas City. Yeah, I wouldn't that? start them. Yeah, because that's don't draft Nick Chubb. I remember I was reading off his schedule. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's good. But um, they do play Houston and Chicago the two weeks after that. So maybe yeah. you scoop them off your waiver. Oh, and draft two. Yeah, Luke. Draft two. Luke. Yes. I kind of like Austin Hooper this year. Why does nobody want him? Because they don't pass the damn ball. Yeah, well, it's they, just their offense. I'm staying away from their targets. To be honest with you, is David Njoku still there? He yeah. is. Yeah, what the hell is they, going on? And then they also have another tight end, Harrison Bryant, uh, who they drafted last year. So. <laughs> Solid. They've got Donovan People Jones as well, who they like a lot. It's just, I drafted the him Colts in need to call Cleveland it, right now and be like, "What do you want for David Njoku?" For real, it's yeah, you're it's right. one of those situations where in real life their offense is good and yep. they're a very efficient offense. But they've got, in a way, a plethora of their own guys that kind of just cycle through of week in and week out. Yeah. I want it known, though. I am, I'm, I'm the Odell guy, I guess, on this pod. Yeah, I, th- I think Odell you. is going to have a little, do a little something special. I, I agree. The days of him being this blow up, like top twelve guy are gone. But I, th- I think he can fit into solid wide receiver two this year. Yeah, I think you're right. Probably. All right, Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow. Uh, Jerome Simpson I'm in the pocket like Burrow. <laughs> he. Uh, what do you guys think about Joe? I oh, actually have soured on him. Yeah. I don't think there's a scenario where I draft him on. No, I think he's had a really hard schedule to start the year too, doesn't he? Um, let's. Um, so, I mean, with Joe, you know that their offensive line sucks. He's going to be on, under constant pressure. You know that he plays three good defenses. 
Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Baltimore. <laughs> That's tough. You know that he has a catastrophic knee injury he's working through right now. He's supposedly going to play in the preseason game this week. So he is. So that could change our that, opinion exactly. that we're drafting prior well, to that. So. And th- my other concern with Burrow is that he was a horrific deep ball passer last year, like one of the worst in the league. He could not get anything going on the deep ball. Which so is why I want A.J. Green with the Cardinals. I don't think he got a fair shake last year. Continue. I'm sorry. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, and and so now he's coming back, trying to improve on that deep ball with a busted up knee. And so, you know, maybe he gets it figured out, but maybe it's not till like week eight, week seven that he gets comfortable. I don't want to draft that particularly. You know, I just, I think there's so many other quarterbacks that I'm comfortable waiting a year on Burrow and I'll, I'll draft Burrow next year. Yeah. I don't feel good about I'll, Burrow. I'll take Kirk Cousins 10 times out of 10 over Matt Ryan or Joe Burrow. <sighs> That's where it gets tough, but I would, I would pivot, hate Matt Ryan? I would pivot and find someone else that I still like more. <laughs> Yeah, it really is a thing. Like maybe I, if I really broke it down, it's just that there's too many. Uh, Fitzpatrick or Burrow? Fitzpatrick. <laughs> oh damn it! Jameis Winston or Burrow? I'll go Jay Burrow. Burrow. I mean, because here and the the thing with Burrow, I should point out, and his positives. He does have some good positives. They're going to throw the ball a shitload. Yep. They're going to run a ton of plays because they're like always up tempo and no huddle and shit. And he has good weapons. Like he has three pretty good targets. Good running back to dump off to. Yep. So I don't want to bury the guy completely. He's more like QB 14 or something for me. Um, really? To me, he's like QB 18. Yeah. I, I think there's there's he's a back end, too. Yeah. We, we've talked a lot about Joe Mixon. Uh, he's, you know, he's the classic sketchy pick that you're really not sure if he's going to boom for you. Um, I'm not really in on Mixon. I don't, I'm not going to have any shares of Joe Mixon, but if there's one player that I just like, I'm rooting so hard for to prove like the oh, fantasy I know. community wrong. Yeah. yeah, he's just a it really is, good guy, right? He's Joe Mixon. He's a good guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a great well, left hook on. <laughs> yeah, um, rooting for that guy. No, oh, but man. this guy is. He's such a good talent. Supremely talented. Yeah, he's such it's a good talent, man. Um, he is. He's he's like if you gave me today Najee Harris, Joe Mixon, I'm taking Joe Mixon. I think Joe Mixon is like a, a better athlete. No way, bro. Yeah, I would. But I know that's hot, so I'm not going to argue. Joe I'm not going to die on that. Joe did hill. things in college that you just have never seen. He's way faster back. and quicker than Dude, Harris. It he is just is so unbelievable. But I'm not going to. I don't want to get into this because we can go all day on that. I'm more Joe. I have to almost take Clyde over Joe Mixon. It's so like it's yeah. just sketch to me. I don't know. No, I, I am worried so. about Bengals O line big time. I think that there's he's going to have a terrible yard per carry average and it is it is kind of a similar thing to Harris right I mean we're kind of betting on the good offense the good talent just but a imagine bad watching red zone and well, in that Bengals well, you won't see any of them because ah. be in the red zone. <laughs> imagine watching the games and in, on your screen is Joe Mixon in a Bengals uniform getting a handoff from Joe Burrow it doesn't feel good. He's going to get stuck. <laughs> yeah, I know. I can see it as clear. Like, as the thing is, is it's I, like Barkley, too. It's a little like Barkley, except uh, yeah. Mixon is healthier than Barkley. Right? Yeah. And Daniel Jones is. And I, I can't blame anybody top. for planting their flag and saying Joe Mixon could finish top seven. I also cannot blame anybody for taking the approach that Luke and Pat take, mm-hmm. where he's just got this stink on him that you can't shake. He off. has a stink, Certainly. but like I still, you know, I still think he'll like if he can play, not get hurt. I think he'll be top twelve, top ten, even. But I, there's just something about him that doesn't feel as good as Clyde or Antonio Gibson or Najee Harris or uh, how about this, James Robinson or Joe Mixon? Joe Mixon every day of the but week. But why? Players. All James Robinson did last year in his rookie season with Gardner Minshew was fucking lighted I'd up. I take Joe over James. Because James Robinson has no catching upside. 
Doesn't and I should say too, spot. Mixon does have Mixon has the season with the uh, the RB ten finish and the RB thirteen finish. It was rocky along the way, but he did get there. He, he got mean, there. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's talk about their wide receivers, which I feel like we have done a lot. T mm-hmm. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and uh, Tyler Boyd. I think T Higgins, uh, then Tyler Boyd, then Jamar Chase at this point. Jamar Chase. The good thing for him is when he's playing in an orange prison jumpsuit. It won't be that different. Oh, yeah, the he Bengals did. Colors. I guess he hit his girlfriend or supposedly she posted that on her story, so we don't know about that. It's yeah, a it. little sketchy to draft him right now because of that possible suspension. But his colors won't change much from the prison cells. Yeah, you're oh. right. Bengals are orange. Well, I don't so. know. Last time I checked, Mean Machine was black and red. Yeah, uh, that's true, yeah. yeah. Mean um, Machines? Um, yeah, I kind of agree with that. I think it's, uh, you know... Well, I don't know. I if we'll have to see what the legal shit with Chase. But if yeah, all but you draft are, tomorrow, right? <laughs> well, I'm just saying if all things are even, I can I can't take Tyler Boyd over Chase. Uh, just Chase has a ceiling that I don't think Boyd. does. Oh wait, you said Tyler Boyd over Chase, Luke? Uh, just as it stands right yeah, now, because, right now because the whole situation, right? Yeah. It's Higgins, but I also Boyd. I don't want to I want to tell people too not to get too caught up on the drop stuff with Chase too because he's been off football for an entire year. He's Probably feeling a little nervous, you know. That shit happens. Guys yeah, drop Mike Evans Mike Evans dropped a shitload of passes as yep. a rookie. Everyone remembers that. Still turned in a fine season. No, wasn't it year two? He Bo- dropped I yeah. think both. Whatever. Yeah, like we were like, oh shit, here comes Michael and either, Clayton. And either way, he still produced, you know. So yeah, yeah. LSU drops still. are drops are highly overrated for receivers Absolutely. a lot of the time. Julio Deontay, John- the Deontay Johnson was, you know, still PPR two or yep. receiver two last year with all his drops. So anyways, I I'm just saying, like, I don't want to bury Chase completely. The problem is he's still going too high. You can't take Chase in the sixth round right now. You know, you, I'm taking Jerry Judy over Chase. I'm taking T. Higgins over Chase. I'm taking Ayuk um, over Chase. That that those type of guys. Lockett, Claypool, Lockett, Claypool, Deontay. Yep, um, all of them. Tight ends. Who is it? C.J. Who's C.J. Who's Who's your mama? Don't, don't <laughs> C.J. Uzoma. No, I did bother. hear he had a couple good practices, but don't bother. No, but at some point you're going to be desperate enough where you're just picking up. Hey. You know, last week I did the Colts. This week I'm going to choose the Bengals. And Tyler Boyd um, is functionally their tight end. He well, does all the intermediate now, stuff. Now I shouldn't say that because there is always, and it's a small chance, but there is a chance Drew Sample breaks out. Oh yeah, Drew, that's their tight end. Sample, small um, sample size. That's the problem. <laughs> Sorry, I have yep. to say it. Sorry. Uh, and Bengals D sucks ass. So Pat, that. you want to take us out of the end of the division breakdowns? That is this week's episode. Well, I guess today's episode, Kings and Queens. Don't forget to find us on the Google Play Store, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Oh, we got breaking news: the Titans are placing quarterback Ryan Tannehill on the reserve COVID nineteen list. He will now miss anywhere from five to ten days. More interesting, better breaking news than that one. I thought you were going to go with uh, Saquon returned uh, to taking some limited first team reps today yep. don't forget to find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google play store when you find us hit the subscribe button and leave us a review we're also on instagram at fantasy.football kings until next week take it easy kings see ya